Now, presenting live from 401 Maplewood Drive in Jupiter, Florida. Join our family every Sunday morning at 9 and 11 a.m. Today's message brought to you by Pastor Ben Pierce. Good morning, Generation Church. You guys excited to be here? I'm so glad that you guys are here today. We are in the third part of a series called Right Now, and it is the theme series for Generation Church for 2014, that that we would be a right now people, that as God presents opportunities for us, that we would engage them. We would be nimble and quick and powerful and, and ready to engage all the things that God has for us. And so I believe that this year could be the most significant year of your life. I believe every year could be the most significant year, but if, if we can lean in to what God has for us this year, I believe that you'll look back on 2014 and say, wow, that's where God helped me turn the corner in my personal life. And so I'm excited today to bring a word to you that I believe will challenge you. It will help you do what God created you to do. Are you excited about it? Thank you. Hey, can we welcome all those who are joining us by video this morning? So glad you guys have tuned in. I want to invite you to be a part of a service live and in person right here at Generation Church. You know, we have um, people who watch the video cast from all around the world. I was looking at the statistics. We have people watching in China and Japan and India and all around the world. And so um, can we just encourage Jamie and the video team? And thank you guys so much. Thousands of people all around the world are watching, and so um, what a blessing that is. All right, so right now, uh, we're going to start the third part of this series. And uh, you know, when I started this a few weeks ago, we talked about how Jesus had right now opportunities, that the Father presented a right now opportunity to Jesus. And, and Jesus took that right now opportunity, and it became a defining moment for him. And just like us in life, we have those right now opportunities. They, they seemingly come out of nowhere, and they're upon us all of a sudden. And then we have a choice to make. Like, do I engage this right now opportunity or do I let it pass me by? And I want to encourage you as you engage those God opportunities, they become defining moments of your life. And then we saw last week how God, how Jesus had, had infiltrated the DNA of the church with this right now mentality. We saw in the book of Acts how, how the modern church, they, they were nimble and quick and powerful. They were, they were ready to receive anything that God had for them to do in a right now kind of moment. And we saw that they embraced relationships, that a hallmark of, of what made the early church a right now church was that they, they just loved each other. They, they broke bread together. They hung out continually all the time. And those right now relationships, they became defining people. Some of you guys are still looking for your defining person, that one person that changes the trajectory of your life. Some of you guys are destined to be somebody else's defining person, but you're never going to be a defining moment or person or anything unless you engage the opportunities that God presents for you. And today we're going to talk about not just the right now opportunities, but we're going to talk about how God uses those to define the genius inside of you. Like if you look at your life, we kind of we look at ourselves and we think, I have talents, I have, I have gifts, I have things inside of us. And, and to some degree, as people, we kind of sell ourselves short. We look at ourselves and we think, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm okay in some of these areas. But the reality is, is that when God created you, he created a genius inside of you. You know, it's easy to look at Albert Einstein and say, dude's a genius. He's so smart. 
He's so far above everybody else. And, and to look at ourselves and say, you know, I could never be that way. But the reality is, is that God created a genius in each and every one of us. The only difference between Albert Einstein and the rest of us is that Albert Einstein engaged the opportunities that defined his genius. See, God gives you those opportunities, and it is through those opportunities that he presents to you that you figure out who you really are, what really is inside of you. He knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb, and, and he began to place you and build you and, and create the package of who you are specifically for a divine purpose. See, right now, every person in this room has a divine calling of God on their life. Not, not just a career, but within the career that you have chosen to walk, there's a divine purpose in that. That God created you to do something that only you can do. Nobody else can do what you can do. And I believe that in 2014, at this message today, that God is going to help you uncover the genius inside. Right now, every single person in this church has a place. God thought of you when he drew you to Generation Church. See, you don't come to Generation Church because it's the most kicking church in town, and it is. <laughs> you don't come to Generation Church because the people are the nicest. They are. You don't come here because the presence of the Holy Spirit is here on the weekends, and he is. You don't come here because people are giving their lives to God every single weekend, and there's momentum, and it's just awesome. You come here because God drew you here. See, Scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 18, it says that God takes the members of the church globally, and he places them in a body locally as he pleases. You didn't choose to be here. God chose for you to be here. Because God looked at Generation Church and he said, man, they're kicking it for me. They're taking the city. They're doing some amazing things. People are getting born again. They're going to plant campuses. They're going to do all kinds of things around this area. And God looked at that and he said, who do I need to send to Generation Church that has that creative genius that I gave them? And when he drew you here, he drew you here because you fulfill a need. Every person is a 10 somewhere. It's not, do you have creative genius inside of you? It's, have you discovered it yet? You're a 10. You just need to find out what you are a 10 in because God has created you for that specific purpose that you would do something in your generation that puts a mark on eternity. God created you with a genius inside. Our key text today, Matthew chapter 25. It's a very familiar text. I'll start reading in verse 14, if you'll turn there with me. Matthew 25 and verse 14. This is the parable of the talents. It's very familiar. People have preached on it for thousands of years. There have probably been hundreds of thousands of sermons preached about this. But I believe that today God is going to bring some things out of this message that maybe are going to impact your life in a way that you have yet to receive. That, that today's message could literally be an opening of the gates for you, a, a place of unleashing you into what God called you and created you to be, a place of discovery of the genius that's inside of you, a place where we as people no longer overlook the gift that God placed inside of us, and we would have a full understanding of who God created us to be. 
Matthew 25, 14. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another he gave one, and to each he gave according to his own ability. Underline that in your Bible. And immediately the Lord went on a journey. Underline that in your Bible. Went on a journey. Then verse 16, he who had received the five talents, he went and traded with them, and he made another five talents. And likewise, he who had gained two, they went also and gained two more. But he who had received one went and dug it in the ground, and he hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled the accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five more. And he said, Lord, you gave to me five, and here I have gained five back besides them. And the Lord said to him, well done, you good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things, and I am going to make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then verse 22, he also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you gave me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. And the Lord said to him as well, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, and I am going to make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Verse 24, then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, that you reap where you have not sown, and you gather where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. Say that with me. Say, I was afraid. And I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. Every right now gift that God has given you is defined by either faith or fear. See, the thing about these guys is God had given them, according to their ability, a gift. He had gifted them. They didn't do anything to deserve it or to earn it. And they approached it either by faith or they approached it by fear. If you expose your fear, if you're following along on the fill-ins, if you expose your fear, you uncover your genius. Or you bury your genius, I'm sorry. If you expose your genius, you bury your fear. We all have an opportunity in life when God presents us things to do to look at that and say, I'm afraid. And when we say, I'm afraid, we automatically begin to bury the talent that he gave us. But when we take those opportunities that God brings us, and we put fear in its place, and we expose our talent, and we say, here is my talent, here's my genius that God created me to be, we automatically begin to bury the fear. Verse 26, it says, But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown, and I gather where I have not scattered seed, so you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But to him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Now, talents, we kind of look at that and we think, okay, that is like my gifting. It's what God has given me. Or, or if you get into scripture, you find that a talent in this day and age was really a measurement. It was a measure of money. Uh, the guy who received one talent was about 50 kilograms. It was about $1,000 worth of silver. The guy who received five talents, it was about $5,000 worth of silver. And so we look at that in, in its historical context and it's a weight of measurement or it's a money or it's been translated into 
into modern day term as the talent that we possess inside of us. But the reality is, is that it's not just the talent that you possess. It's not just a weight of measurement or money. The parable of the talents is metaphorical in nature. It's so much deeper than just a literal reading of the story of what happened. And if you don't pay attention, you might actually miss what God is trying to get us to. See, it's not about who received five, two, or one. It's not about their ability per se. It's not about the gift that God gave them because the talent has nothing to do with that. The talent that this scripture refers to is the opportunity. Everybody has the same opportunities that God presents them. They're in alignment with the talents that God has placed inside of you. And it is through those opportunities that the genius inside of you is developed. Now, I see this as a pastor. We as people have completely undersold ourselves. Like we look at ourselves and we say, yeah, I'm okay. You know, I preach all right. We look at ourselves and say, you know, I I do okay in the business world. I'm kind of good looking. It's a little gray hair up there, but. And we look at ourselves and, and we sell ourselves short. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's a video that's, you know, kind of going around on Facebook or whatever. And it's of, uh, of, a, of girls that they, they tell this artist what they look like. And this artist, anybody seen this? And the artist paints the picture of the girl based on their view of who they are. And then some of the friends come and they tell the artist what the girl, the artist has never seen the girls. And then they tell the artist what the girls look like. And the picture that the artist paints from the instruction of the person is nowhere near as pretty as the way the friends viewed them. Isn't that how life is? Like like we look at ourselves and we have a hard time seeing the gift that God has deposited inside of us. We, We sell ourselves short. And we look at this and we say, it's just a talent. Pastor Ben, it's just a talent. Come on, people have talents. They're they're a dime a dozen. And and when I say things like there's a genius inside of you, your minds, I know where you go. You don't go to, yeah, there's a genius inside of me. You go, no, that's Albert Einstein. I'm not a genius. And immediately we start to think, no, genius, that's for somebody else. That's some other person. I could never be that. Because we sell ourselves short. Because we don't truly understand the gift that was deposited into our life. Look at me very closely. When God put you together, he developed you. He thought about you. You are his workmanship. It's the Greek word poema. It's where we get our word poem. That God looked at you and he said, how am I going to write the poem that defines Larry Sparks' life? Larry doesn't just have talent. Larry has genius. God-given genius. On the inside of him, every single one of us have God-given genius. But the world and the enemy of our souls has lied to us. And our perception of the wonderful creation that God has made us to be is tarnished. So we walk through life kind of like the one-talent servant. Looking at everybody else saying, oh, he got five. I got one. He got two. I got one. And we look at ourselves and every single person that I know, we view ourselves as one. We always look and compare ourselves to other people. 
We compare ourselves to the five talent people and the two talent people. And when we do that, we miss the treasure that is already inside of us. You ever notice that God just gifts people? Like he just gifts people. We don't do anything to deserve it or, or earn it, but God just gifts people with certain things. You ever notice how skinny people are just gifted to be skinny? Like they're just, I hate you. Thank you. Like your exercise is just eating. That's how you exercise. I'm over here sweating like a monkey, just lifting weights. I eat like a bird. And, and you guys, you're just like, hey, you're going to eat that? I'm like, I will stab you right in the neck. You just gifted. You didn't do anything to be skinny. You just did it. Your metabolism is like a raging bull. People are just gifted. I, I look at the, the guys on our praise team, Pastor Sean and Natalia and Kat and Carlos and Sandra and, and Angelina. They're just gifted to sing. They're just gifted to sing. There's a genius that God develops inside of us. And it is the opportunities, the right now opportunities of life that allow that genius to get uncovered. And when we bury our fear, we uncover the gift, the genius that is inside of us. How often does our fear bury that genius? I mean, think about it. Like God gives you an opportunity and what happens? Ooh, I don't know about that kind of step back into the shadows because I'm afraid just like the guy with the one talent he didn't realize that he had been gifted that it was significant it may not be the same ability as other people but it was significant because he had nothing before God gifted it to him as a matter of fact this Lord should have never even been talking to that slave it's hard to wrap our minds around that in western democratic society but in a caste system the master doesn't talk to the slave, much less gift him with a significant gift. You've been gifted. Well, think about these guys that sing so well. They just embrace the opportunities that God gave them and develop those gifts. You know how I know that God just gifts people? Because I hear myself sing. <laughs> and I realize that it is a supernatural gift of God. That God gifts people. God gifted my wife to be beautiful. I pray that our children gain all of her genetics. <laughs> Just gifts us. And when we understand that God has gifted us in a significant way, that it's not just talent. America's got talent. Kind of. It's not just talent. It is, it is gold inside of you. It is a genius inside of you that nobody else can be but you. But fear buries it. It's really kind of sad because I look around the world and I see that God created all of us to, to fit, to have a, a creative genius, a God-given genius inside of us, but so many of us never experience God created us to be because fear has buried our gift. When fear keeps us from engaging our inner genius, you don't lose your gift. You just bury it. Romans eleven twenty nine. 29, it says that the gifts and the calling, singular calling, everybody's called with a calling. 
but they're gifted with many gifts. That the gifts and the calling of God are without revocation, meaning that it doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, who you've done it with, there's nothing you can do to destroy the gift and the calling. So the gift and the calling is indestructible, but it is variable. And the, tre- the treasure, the talent, the genius inside of you will always be there. The question is not, is it there or not there? The question is, how deep have our fears buried it? I believe today God wants to help us. As we begin to do things significant with the opportunities of life, our gifts and our talents, our inner genius, it begins to be multiplied. You know, for me, I, I had a lot of fears. I was thinking about this message, and I thought, what, what can I bring as an illustration, a story from my life that would illustrate this appropriately for us, that, that would connect with the, the most people that I could connect with? And I started to think, you know, what about this illustration, or, or what about that? And I, I started to think about, like, you know, the first time I was going to kiss a girl, I thought, no, I probably shouldn't do that one. Um, and then, you know, I thought about, like, when I wanted to go out for high school football, and, and I was short, and everybody else was big, and so I didn't go out for a couple, and I thought, nah, nah, that sounds kind of stupid, too. And then I started thinking through, and then I realized, I went through all of these scenarios where fear backed me into a corner. Or I felt called to ministry, but I was afraid to preach. Fear backed me into a corner, and I realized there's no one illustration or no one story that does what fear does to us justice. Because it's day after day after day after day after day after day, moment after moment after moment, year after year after year of God-given opportunity that fear comes and buries the talent, the genius. When I felt called to preach, I was so overcome by fear, I couldn't do it. I'm an introvert by nature, and so... I had trouble just kind of hanging out in crowds. You know, I was kind of the quiet guy, listening to everybody. I thought, there's no way I can stand up and preach. But I felt this, this talent, this calling inside of me. I remember thinking, what am I going to go to college for? How am I going to rectify what I feel with my fear? I thought, you know, I'm just going to get a psychology degree. I'm going to get a counseling degree. And I'll just be a staff pastor somewhere because I can never stand up in front of people. And fear began to bury the gift that God had given me. And, and my youth pastor and different people, they would ask me, they would say, hey, you want to you teach this Bible study? No, 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 I'm fine. Hey, why don't you teach this, this uh, young group here? Uh, I, I don't really think so. Hey, hey, would you like to open us in prayer tonight? No, 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 no I'm good. Because my fear kept saying, I just I can't do this. And every time I let my fear in, it buried my gift. And here's the crazy thing is, is, is the opportunities present themselves and I would say, no, I'm good, thinking that I would take a step back and better prepare myself for the next opportunity. And then, I would come out. But the reality is, is every time fear buried that, I didn't step back and get better prepared. I just kept getting further and further and further away from what God had created me to do. When you expose your fear, you bury your genius. But when you expose your genius, you bury your fear. On your fill-ins, I've got a couple things I think will help you today. Verse 15 of Matthew, it says, And to one he gave five talents, and to another he gave two, 
and to another he gave one, each according to his own ability. So God gave them differing talents, a different gift set based on their differing abilities. And I think sometimes in life we fear that we lack ability. Like we look at other people and we say, he's the five-talent guy. I could never be that. And because he's a five-talent guy and she's a two-talent girl and I'm just a one-talent person, what can I do? I'm just going to bury it. And fear says you're not good enough. You don't measure up. You could never do in real life what you dream about in your heart. We fear that we lack ability. The ability to do what God has called us and created us to do. We also fear that God is unavailable. She says that he gave them talents according to their ability. And then it says the Lord went on a long journey. Anybody ever felt like God's been on a journey? Like, dude, when are you coming home? Like, I feel like you're calling me to do something, but hello, are you there? We fear that God is unavailable. And when the fear that God is not going to show up as you start to live out your dream, it buries your dream. Jessica, who is our um, kids' church coordinator, does a phenomenal job. She also works with Melissa in Epic Beauty, and they go down to the adult entertainment industry, and they minister to the girls in the clubs. And it's the rough of the rough. It is the worst of the worst places and scenarios. And so they go down into the belly of the beast, and they minister to these girls who are in, in really just the, the, the worst part of life. Jessica was telling us in our staff meeting this week about their last ministry event. And they were down there, and it was just rough. It was a new crowd, and, they, and people weren't really, you know, too receptive to them being there. And, and, um, and so this girl comes in, and she had, had fallen and sprained her ankle. And it was cocked sideways, and it was obviously out of place. And it was really swollen and big. She, she couldn't keep her shoe on. And Jessica and the team, they're, they're sitting there and they're watching this. It's already a stressed environment. It's like, you know, who are you? They were saying, who are you preacher girls here? And you normally don't have that kind of reception. But, but something on the inside of Jessica said, I got to pray for that girl. And immediately, this fear that God was going to be unavailable began to come over Jessica. Like, well, what if I pray for her and nothing happens? And here I am in this environment. They're already heckling us for being here. God, what, what if you don't show up? Have you ever been in that place? Like the genius that God, the, the, the God-given genius inside of Jessica was there. But fear was trying to push it back. When you expose your fear, you bury your genius. But when you expose your genius... You bury your fear. Jessica goes over. She grabs the girl's foot. She says, can I pray for you? The girl says, yeah, whatever. And Jessica's praying. She's so funny in the staff meeting. She's so animated. She's like, I was thinking about every healing evangelist I ever saw on TV. She's like, I was about to take my jacket off and sling it. She was like, I just didn't know what to do, where to go, but I knew God was calling me to do it. And she was like, how do I do this? She grabs the girl's foot. She says, Father, I ask you to heal it. And immediately her foot popped and it came back into alignment. 
And all of a sudden, the swelling was gone within seconds, completely gone. And the girls that were there in the dressing room, they're all backing up like this, like, uh-oh, what just happened? The girl whose foot got healed was in tears, and the presence of the Lord was there, and God was doing something that if Jessica had let her fear rule her, would have never happened. You have genius inside of you. You have God inside of you. And he's not on a long journey. He's there for you. Verse 16, then he who had received the five talents, he went and traded with them. And he made another five talents. It's an interesting phrase. You know what I find interesting about this is, is God gifted them, just like he gifted you, but he didn't tell them what to do with it. You notice that? He's like, here, bro. Here's five for you, two for you, one for you. What am I supposed to do with this? You know, in life sometimes, it's like God, he gives you something on the inside of you, and he's like, no instruction. Like, what do I do with that? Like, I have this dream. How do I get this into this? He didn't tell him what to do. Sometimes we have a fear that we lack empowerment. This fear that... Is this really okay? Am I empowered by God to do this? God, should I start this business? Should I pray? Do I really have the power to pray for this person to be healed? Do, do I really? Am I empowered to live a life for you, God? Am I empowered to do something significant with my days? Am I empowered, God, to make uh, your name famous? Am I empowered? We have a fear that maybe God really hasn't allowed us to do the things that are on the inside of us. And that fear buries the empowerment. Verse 21, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things and I will make you ruler over many. Faithful. I think another thing that bothers us, keeps our, our talent buried, is that we, we have a fear of our own unfaithfulness. Like, you know, God presents an opportunity to us. And immediately we start to think, am I able to complete this opportunity? Am I the only one that thinks that way? Like, I don't want to start something that I can't finish. I don't want to engage in something that I'm not going to be successful at. I'm not going to waste my time. We have this mentality in our life where fear creeps in that I don't know if I can push this all the way to where it needs to go. And that's exactly what happened with the guy in the parable. He looked at the other guy's faithfulness. They're doubling it up here. He looked at the other guy's faithfulness and he was afraid. Afraid that he wasn't going to be able to do what God had called him and created him to do. And that fear of unfaithfulness buries our faithfulness. Buries our gift. If God created you to do it, then he's given you the faithfulness inside to complete it. I want to encourage our parking team. I got this uh, Facebook message. I want to read this to you. As you know, like the parking team, right? So we don't recruit anybody at summer for parking in Florida. Because, you know, nobody would show up. We do it in January for the parking team. Because when you ask somebody to help with the parking team, and it's August, 
they're thinking, how am I going to make it through all the heat? I'm not going to do that. Because we, we have this thing in us about, about, am I able to walk it to completion? Am I able to be faithful with it? I want to read this to you. It said, visited generation today. Awesome. My first impression was Keith in the parking lot. He greeted me. He asked me if it was my first time and walked me to the service. Then the ushers were friendly. The worship music was great. Pastor Ben shared the new rules of resolution and it made total sense. I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I, did, I couldn't even read anything else. I was like, it made sense. Hallelujah. So it made total sense. And finally, the friendliness of everyone did make it feel like I was visiting a family I've been thanking God all afternoon for letting me find Generation Church. You know, when somebody comes and says, hey, will you be a part of the parking ministry? And you start thinking about 95-degree weather. Like, I don't know if I can stick it out. Fear causes us to bury what God is trying to do. We're connecting with people. When people pull in the parking lot, it's probably the most important place in this church. Because people enter into the presence of God because we're out there. Your faithfulness matters, and God has given you the ability when you take the opportunity. It's like, it's like this. Opportunity, you don't engage it, no faithfulness. The ability is not there. Opportunity that God gives you, and you say yes, and then God showers you and empowers you and gives you the ability to be faithful with it. See, fear says you can't be faithful with it, so why engage it? But God says, I can, I can give you what you need to be faithful with it, to make an impact in people's lives. And here's the last one. He said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, where you reap where you don't sow and you gather where you have not scattered seed. In the original text, God actually replies back to him with a question. He says, you knew me to be a hard man? Gathering where I have not scattered seed and reaping where I have not sown? Question mark. And then the Lord's response to him was, well, if that's how you see it. And then he goes on to say, to you who did nothing with what I gave you, I'm going to take that. I'm going to give it to him who did something with it. See, fear keeps us from multiplying in our life. Fear keeps us from uncovering or discovering who we really are. And I believe that today God wants to break that fear off of us. You have a defining genius inside. Imagine with me for a second. If all the 600 people that call Generation Church home, what if we all begin to engage our opportunities? What if we all begin to define the genius that God developed inside of us, what could we do? What would your life be like? What would this city be like? What, what would God do in this place when we stop allowing fear to bury us and we start burying our fear? The hallmark of most people is that there are a few. There are a couple of geniuses out there you have a couple of Einsteins. You have a couple of people who really dis discover and develop who they are. God didn't create us to be just a couple of geniuses. He created all of us to discover that. What could we do? 
close your eyes. Let me pray for you. Father, I bless you today. Thank you, God, that this year would not be a year that passes us by, that those right now opportunities, Lord, they define the genius inside of us. And we wouldn't live mediocre lives, God, average lives, but Father, we would live according to the gift that you placed inside of us. God, that we would embrace every opportunity and we would let it define us. You're here today and you know that there are gifts and talents inside of you. But you have yet to access them to their fullest. Fear has kept you from moving forward. Like every time that you think you're going to move in your dreams and your visions and the things that you really want to do in life, this fear comes over you and it buries it again. If that's you, I want to pray for you and we're going to dispel fear today. Who is that? You know there are things inside of your heart that you haven't been able to get. Fear has buried. Come on, lift your hands up nice and high. Yeah, a lot of people. down. Father, I pray for every single person here today, Lord, that we would no longer expose our fear and bury our gift, that we would expose the gift to the opportunities that you present, and we would bury our fear. Thank you, Lord. Secondly, you're here today, and you don't know Jesus, never had a relationship with him. You're trying to know what's inside of your heart, but you can't really know what's in there until you allow Jesus to open your heart. Today you have an opportunity, a defining moment, if you will, an opportunity to allow God to display for you the creation, the genius inside. First step to unlocking who God created you to be is just to have relationship with Him. So you're here today and you don't have relationship with God. You know it in your heart. God's tugging on your heart today. I encourage you to respond to this opportunity right now. If that's you, God's tugging on your heart and you want to have a relationship with Him, would you slip your hand up? Nobody's looking around. Thank you, sir. Who else today? fear that buries your gift like you know in your heart that God's drawing you in this moment but your fears are saying no don't and your fears are burying what God has in store for you I say to you today bury your fear and unlock your gift bury your fear your reservations about what you do or do not think about God And respond to your heart. He's tugging on your heart for a reason. Maybe you're here and it's too uncomfortable to lift your hand. If you just look at me, just make eye contact with me. I'm not going to embarrass you. Thank you, sir. Who else? No, you need a relationship with the Lord today. Thank you, sir. 
Thank you, ma'am. So proud of you guys. One last time as I look across the room, either lift your hand or just make eye contact with me. Scripture says this. It says that if you can say with your words what you believe in your heart, what God is doing in your heart, that that you'll be born again, God will come and live inside of you. And so I want to help you say with your own words what's happening in your heart this morning. We do that by just saying a simple prayer. So I invite you to say this prayer. Believe it with all of your heart that God is going to do something supernatural in your life. He's going to unleash the genius that he created you to be. Pray this with me. Say, Father God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die for me so that I can have relationship with you. I receive the gift of salvation right now. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you have gifted me not only salvation, but talents. And I want to use them for your kingdom. So help me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's welcome our brothers and sisters into the kingdom.